Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Let's get into it. Um, I thought after what we've been receiving uh, through Pastor Sean and the rest of our pastors and leaders that, hey, Lord, can we move on to something else? And he's like, nope, we can't. Josh, you got growing up to do, and so does our congregation. So many of the stuff you're going to hear tonight is already what's been taught. Uh, it's just we're going to have to go over it again because um, we have not arrived. Um, we got to grow up. I had a different direction to go, and the Lord's like, yep, no, we need to do this again. So let's start off with uh, spring. Spring's here. A lot of us, uh, for me, uh, I get kind of antsy with uh, uh, spring cleaning. Uh, Jessica knows this in the past. I'll go out to the shed and, all right, let's take care of it. Do that because due to that, I'm a very assessment type of guy. I need to assess things, evaluate things. The assessment, the evaluation or estimation of the nature, quality, or ability of someone or something. We need to be taking assessment. Um, spring clean is a, just a form of it. Um, also, uh, what I'll be using tonight is uh, farmers. They're taking assessment. They're going to have a harvest. They're going to have a harvest whether you like it or not, good or bad. If a, um, a farmer leaves the field untilled, it'll just grow up and grow weeds, and he'll have a harvest of weeds. Are you going to purpose to have a better harvest? Uh, it's entirely up to us. And I was like, okay, I can get on board with that, Lord. So how do I take assessment? Because I'm not a farmer. I know how to spring clean. I can evaluate things, but okay, so how do, how do I get this to a farmer terms? And he gave me a three-point list here. I don't know how far we're going to get tonight. I have tons of notes, but we'll see. One, what kind of harvest do they want? Two, they need to choose the seed that will produce that harvest. Three, they need to check the soil conditions. And that's where usually a lot of the problems lie. Um, you guys that do uh, gardens and stuff know the pH values, all that needs to be cultivated, needs to be broke up. There's just a lot of things that need to be, I don't know, assessed before you can get that far. So I was like, okay, I, point number one, what kind of harvest do I want? Well, I, I need to take assessment. Do I want this type of, what type of harvest do I want in my marriage? What type of har harvest do I want in my kids, my, uh, my job, my friendships, all the relationships? So I'm like, okay, I want that, but I need to take assessment what I've done in the past. I just can't get from point A to point B like that. So what, did, what have I done in the past that produced a harvest? You got a harvest whether you liked it or not, was it good or bad? You need to take assessment of what you did right and then what you did wrong. So I had to find out if I, in order to get to the seed, i got to find out the harvest. The only way that I have a good harvest, the only thing that I found in here is I need uh, the right seed. And I answered two of those questions, which you guys are very well aware of, what we're going to get into is Galatians 5, 22 and 23 in the New King James Version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, such, against such, this, such there is no law. So we answer two things in that, in that scripture right there. One, the fruit of the Spirit, we know the seed. 
The seed is the spirit. It produced all these things. Do I want these things working in my marriage? Do I want these things working in my relationships? All these things. So, if I go back to assessment, the evaluation or estimation of the nature, quality, or ability of someone or something, we're assessing quality. Harvest is the quality. Do I want a great harvest? It's going to take some work. For me, I have to line things up. If you ever hang around me, I love math. Some of you guys may hate math, but I love math. Hopefully I can get it down to simple terms here. One plus one equals two. That's how it's supposed to work. Harvest, well, spirit plus the harvest, I get all this, right? Uh, So the seed, spirit. I don't know where you can buy that. You can't. Everybody you're going to get your seed, you want the harvest, you need to go purchase something. So I had to work this out in my mind, simple terms. So I had to go find some scripture to help me. Where does the spirit come from? Many of us have it, we know it. Some of us may not. We're not going to be born again believers in here. So I had to break this down. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and the NLT. And I'll back this up some more. He has enabled us in uh, verse 6. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a new covenant, not of written law, but of the Spirit. Underline this word spirit. There it is. But of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The Spirit will produce life. So you need the Spirit. Still haven't found how to get it, but it's reaffirming the Spirit is producing these things. This is the divine seed. John 6, 63 in the NLT. And verse 63 the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Man, do have I tried to have done that. I want this harvest, and I'm just going to work harder at it. Ooh, be careful with that. Be very careful. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. They're spirit again. Spirit and life seem to be going together a lot. Romans 8, 11, New King James Version. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. There it is, give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, there's spirit again, who dwells in you. Okay, so now we got somewhere. We know the spirit, but it dwells in you. Well, then how do I get it within me? Again, many of you have already made this decision, and sometimes I need to be reminded. I need to be reminded, like, oh, okay. So we got the divine seed. How do I purchase it? I see it produces all these things. Well, thank God it's been purchased at an ultimate price. Let's go to Romans 10.9. Before we get there, no, we'll just go with it. You guys know this. 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Upon that confession, you receive the Spirit. Now you have it. Now you have something. But we have to assess what happened there. You don't just grab it and go. You had to be cultivated and broken. Soil had to be broken. You had to be broken. A lot of times, you'll see the analogies in here. If you harden your heart, that seed can't grow like it should. Um, we've talked, I think it was in uh, corporate prayer this Tuesday, but I've always, I think Pastor Sean said it, but I've always loved this analogy. Before we get that far, yeah, no, we'll go that. Soldiers, 
Soldiers are ineffective until they accepted that they're already dead. You have to die to yourself for that seed to grow. Or you have the seed and it's just not going to produce. Uh, many times we've done this where we become broken, we receive the spirit, we have the divine seed, and now we've hardened our hearts, and now we're trying to resurrect our old self, our old, our old hat. We're trying to resurrect that old seed of our old uh, sin nature that we need to put under, and that will hinder our, our productivity, our harvest, as we'll get into this. So we found out the seed, and we found out how to get it. Once you've humbled yourself and you've allowed yourself to be broken to accept that Jesus Christ is Lord, you've now got that seed. Now, what do we, now, how, now what's the steps of going in? How to sow that seed, water that seed, grow that seed? Now we're going to get into where the Lord, man, just wrecked me. We might take a different slant on this. On Matthew chapter 13, uh, verses 3 and 4. Guys know this parable. It's common, but man, the Lord brought some pretty cool truths out to me as I... I just, I can't come with that mentality that I've arrived and I, I know this story. Matthew 13, 3, New King James Version. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed. Some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Okay, let's stop there. That's a lot going on there. Um, the NIV says, not the wayside, the path. I can work with both those things. So first thing we notice is a seed is being uh, sowed, and I've wrote to myself in here, I have to be careful because through zeal, ignorance, and disobedience, I've sowed carelessly. Um, we've got to be careful how to, to, to steward that seed well, and especially zeal. My goodness, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go do that, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go save people over here, I'm going to go help over here, and then you're, you're sowing because it becomes ineffective because you're over here, over here. How are you watering and maintaining and, and checking on that seed from time to time? Um, thank God we have, the Lord gives us grace and mercy in times where we, usually you draw back and like, okay, I need to be working this field. I need to work this plot instead of I'm always looking over there. I want to do other things. I mean, we all know that. You start working sometimes... The flesh gets in the way. I want to go work a different uh, field. I want to go work a different yard. Or, and then you get in trouble. Huh. The wayside or the path. I like how that interview says it. The path. The path is well traveled and hardened by high, volume, high volumes of traffic. I've called this, this is the world systems. The soil's easy to find, the path, Right? pretty easy just check find out where everybody else is going and what we'll find out is the seed does not grow very well by the wayside or the path in these world systems the world systems cannot teach us the things of the spirit only flesh here are some of the world systems on that wayside or the path this is where we've been hearing this man it's like lord do we really got to go here yes josh you still have growing up to do they treated me wrong or unfairly, so go ahead and get revenge. It's okay to talk bad, gossip, or even backbite. That divine seed doesn't grow very well in those systems, does it? It produces a pretty terrible ooh, harvest that I, have, unfortunately, have experienced myself. So again, part of that is, is taking every thought captive, right? When those, when those thoughts come in, 
You've got to take it thought captive. If you meditate on it, all right, what are you going to do? During meditation, you're actually sowing to it. You're letting it take place. And we all know the system here, here, and then the mouth. And then we have actions. And then you have a good or bad harvest. So how do we, so then how do we correct that? First Peter 4.8, New King James Version. Oh, man, just Lord just hammered it. Oh, my goodness. And we've heard these for the last few months. Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Let's go back. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I think for the most part, if we start focusing on love, we've heard talked about probably almost for a year now, walking in love produces, oh my goodness, it fixes a lot of things, actually. Because it starts there. And then it gets reiterated again in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, New King James Version 4 through 8. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Let's pause there. But that kind of throws some cold water on the fire when you're in the heat of the moment when someone's just talked bad about you. You want to get back at them or whatever it is. That's why we got to get into our word. If you don't have this in you, the Holy Spirit won't draw that back out for you. The Holy Spirit brings us to remembrance, right? We've got to be storing things in that treasure chest for it to come out. Verse 5, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, is not provoked. Hmm. Thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Man, are you thinking the best? It's tough. Um, Yeah. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And then it goes on. I mean, there's... We could preach on that for another year. But it it takes maturity to know how are you going to sow? Are you going to let that in? What are you going to let in, the truth or the lie? This world system is easy. It's so easy. I found myself sliding right into the world systems. I'm just going to talk bad about them. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe that. And then you wonder why you have a harvest of weeds and garbage at the end. And to be honest, it just tastes bad. I've always... I always, if you're hanging around me enough, I always ask, how's that harvest? Does it taste good? Because I've had some harvest that tastes like gravel. Again, Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, the New King James Version. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. Holy smokes. How are those words coming out? Because through that, you're watering that seed. You're going to water it either way, again. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Lord, Lord, am I speaking kind things even to my enemies? Am I praying for my enemies? I mean, this is scripture, right? Do we know our word? Oh, I've had to confess a few things. Lord, like, Lord, I missed it there. I want a better harvest. But I have to be proactive. I've got to take assessment. I've got to look back the previous year. Maybe it's a previous hour. Maybe it's a previous day. Lord, how, do, how did I do that day, Lord? 
Are you going to allow the word to correct you? Or have you done what I've done in the past? Ah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. No, they deserved it, Lord. They, they got what's coming to them. No, I can't find that in Scripture. The flesh does. I've actually allowed my flesh at times dig through Scripture to find for it to back me up so bad. Ever done that? Oh, my gosh. And what do you find out? Oh, you're right, Lord. You're right. I want a better harvest. I don't want to sow to the flesh. I want to sow to the spirit. I want the spirit to sow. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And that's what usually the sobering moment for me is, oh, look what I've done. What I've, look what I had, I've done to Christ. That's the reason why he had to come. It sobers you up real quick. Like, yeah, who am I? Because that's what it usually does. Pride will puff you up thinking you're better than the other person. Where does that show me in Scripture? Where does that say that you're better than each other? Titles? don't mean nothing. That doesn't mean you're better. Usually, usually, if we're going to use titles, usually means you get to die more. I think uh, Mike said it back in one of his series that authority is to be used through you. You're to serve with it. Um, Scripture talks about elders and deacons. You're just supposed to be better servers. Really what it boils down to, you should be better at dying to your flesh is really what it boils down to. You start looking at those qualifications, then we, and then Josh is like, eh, maybe I don't want that title. Uh, but it also ultimately means that I need to grow up. I need to walk in love more. How about revenge, right? We all know revenge, right? What does the word say about revenge? Romans 12, 19. You guys know this. Behold, do not avenge yourselves. What? Oh, man, he's, uh, yeah. I like how the Lord disarms the flesh, like he disarmed the enemy. He's really disarmed us in the flesh, and, and thankfully, it's really good. Here, don't do this, do this. Do not avenge yourself, but rather give place, but rather give place for wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. He's a righteous God. I think he knows what he's doing. Due to worry, vengeance, pride, we ultimately say, no, right, let's take God off the throne and I'm going to insert myself on the throne. And we all know that doesn't work well. And thankfully, oh my goodness. I I, I get kind of tied up sometimes with this, what happened to Satan. He missed it once, poof, done, gone. We're in the covenant of grace. And I miss it almost every day. And, like, and that's why I think the angels are like, what? They say that like it baffles the angels. Like, look what happened to Satan. Yet, look at all the pity and mercy you have on this, on this human race. And thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, right? Holy smokes. I, I'm having this conversation with the youth. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, I got no answer for this, Lord. You're, you're just good. And you're righteous. And I can trust that and take that to the bank because I got nothing else. about another one world systems the path the by the, the wayside we talked about this and i think jessica and i did here a while back i don't need to honor and respect authority if i don't agree with them or if, I, or if they don't deserve it i've done that i said you guys see a little bit better polished josh i sowed a lot of this in my youth and reaped a bad harvest but 
Let's be reminded of John 14, 15, New King James Version, John 14, 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. I mean, that's what this is all boiled down to. All, everything I've, re- I've read so far, I mean, are we going to obey? 1 Peter 2.13, New King James Version. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake. Disarmed your flesh. Right there. What is the purpose? Did you go back when you received that seed? Did you actually die to yourself? And then you've got some more dying to do, like me, where I've tried to resurrect that old flesh? Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors or to those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak. Here it is. A cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God, honor all the people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. A lot of times I, I messed up greatly in this, um, using my liberty, thinking I can do this, this, and this, and this. No, 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 no. I'm not going to use it as a vice or a cloak. We've done that. Your flesh will try to disguise it in ways that, I'm a Christian, I can do this, or I'm strong enough, I'm mature enough, I can handle this. I can go to a, a bar and drink a beer, even though the Lord pulled me out of that. You ever done that? I've done that. And then what you're about, you're slipping right back into the world systems. Those lies come right back in. Banners got a whole bunch. Holy smokes. Okay. Um, we'll, hit, we'll hit one more. Titus 3, 1 and 2, New King James Version. Titus 3, verses 1 and 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Really? That's a good work? To be subject to rulers and authorities? Hmm. To speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility, all men. All this says to me is just die, die some more. Serve well, Josh. Serve well. Just lay it down. Okay, yeah. Why? Because I have the divine seed. I've been able to able actually to sow it. Now, we've talked about where in the previous one, uh, human, human strength won't get you there. It can't. You can't produce this. You can't go find the seed to buy it. You can do it in vain is what it says. All right, let's skip down to, let's get the conclusion of this. We're running out of time here. Soil one, the conclusion, the path, the wayside. Matthew 13, 19. Thank God he gives us the explanation better than Joshua's words. Matthew 13, 19. Anyone hears, hears the word of, word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received by the wayside. This is the type of harvest you're going to get when you're sowing to the path, sowing to the wayside. We will not gain understanding in the things of the world. The world cannot teach us the things of the spirit, only flesh. It will only confuse us. We also will be left empty-handed. It snatches away. He'll snatch it away. Galatians, you don't have to turn here, I'll just read it. Galatians 7, no, 6, verses 7 and 8. Do not deceive, God is mocked for whatever man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows of the flesh will also reap. Sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. You're going to get a harvest. 
The world systems are the enemy's domain. He has the authority to completely steal that seed if we choose to sow there. So if you're sowing into these world systems, uh, like in marriage and what we've talked about, grass is green on the other side, you're going to harvest a loss. You're actually not even going to get a harvest. Satan can, has a legal authority to come in and take it, and it's gone. You ever done that? Well, I just worked so hard for that. Poof, it's gone. Did you sow correctly? Did you take assessment? Did you hear from the Lord? Or did you line up with scripture? It'll, it'll root it out. You'll get assessment real quick. I like how Luke 8, 5 uh, says it in the New King James. Luke 8, 5. It was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it. It'll devour it. It'll, it'll be gone. These systems are not mindful of the things of God. The birds of the air will eat it. The enemy will eat your lunch. You start sowing out in these systems. I mean, we've all, we've all done it. We just need, okay, you need to be proactive. I always call it preventative maintenance. If you're just bumbling around through life, you're going to produce a harvest, good or bad. Good harvests, good gardens, good crops of whatever variation that you decide to do don't happen by accident. A good marriage, as many of us are in here, does not happen by accident. You dying. That's it. And then I've upped the ante now. I think Pastor Sean and, uh, and Heidi said, now you try to outdo each other in servicing each other. Outserve each other in marriage. See how that gets you. That lines up with scripture. Now you're sowing to something. That's a, that's a challenge. Jessica just, was just made aware of it now. That's in my heart now. <laughs> I'm going to outdo her because she's the daughter of the king. I have to steward these things well. I mean, it gets down to brass tacks real quick. That Maximized, Man, uh, Maximized Manhood book is eating my lunch in a good way. Like, Josh, you need to repent and get better at, look at the wife God's given you. Look at the good harvest. This doesn't happen by accident. You've got to now steward these things well. We've had a good harvest you put it in a bin, right? You're going to let it rot? It'll go to rot if you, if you don't take care of it. It needs ventilation. You guys farmers probably know a lot more than I do. I'm just rolling with that. But you've got to store things well. Other things, otherwise, it'll rot. All right. So that's soil one. Soil two. Matthew 13, uh, verse 5. Matthew 13, verse 5, New King James Version. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. I had to look this up, and it's kind of wrecked me. I'm thinking, stones? No. Well, according to some of the commentary, I was like, okay, Lord, this is, this is new. I've read this scripture for how many years? Not dirt that has rocks, but shallow dirt that has a solid rock foundation underneath it. Kind of a ledge of rock or a plate of rock. Let's go on. It also says, and it's very interesting, that the same sun that gives life could also, also scorch it, right? It withered away due to that because it didn't grow roots. I put in here, uh, personally, I'm going to share with you what, I, what the Lord gave me. Could this be translated into discipline? During times of discipline, can we get offended and refuse to grow up and our roots do not grow deep? And then ultimately I choose to stop growing. Man, I'd be honest, there's times where I've got offended. Many times. Um, 
And I have not allowed the word to help me grow deep because it sometimes hurts. It goes back, it's kind of jokingly said, way back when uh, we were at the ranch, uh, Mike had to come in to correct Jessica and I as parents at the, when we were um, fellowshipping. Faith Family Church, Family Church was fellowshipping, uh, releasing the Boys and Girls Ranch church out there. Had to come correct us because our child, and uh, me, I think I was probably being too loud too. Uh, our, I think son Lincoln was being too loud during the service. Now, I could have took an offense. Like, no. No, he's right. A lot of times, I have to, I always tell on myself, holy smokes, um, I have a tall tale sign when I'm dealing with something, if I'm dealing with a fence. Uh, I think Jessica's the only one that made it visible to me because I didn't know what I'm doing. I don't look at myself in the mirror when I'm offended. Like, I don't know, that's weird. Jessica says, Jessica says my nose flares up and I start breathing really deep. And I, I'd have had to explain to her, okay, you know what's going on there. I'll just give you some insight is that I am trying to kill the flesh at that point because I know anything that I say in that moment is going to be death, and then I'll have to repent to it, right? <laughs> Assessment. Know your signs. Know where you're weak in the flesh. So that's what I do. I zip the mouth and just start sucking air through the nose. That's all I do. <laughs> so now anyone of you know, if you come up to me and try to correct me or say something tough, yep, Josh is dealing with something. There it is. Yep. Okay, where were we at? Uh, so, to, yeah. Correction. How deep are my roots? You are, you are engaged of that. You're in control of that. You will create a hard lid. A lot of times we think of a lid this way. I've been MGH. Mike has said this a lot. You, the law of the lid. You'll create a lid. How far do you want to go in maturity? Well, that lid is underneath. You need deep roots. Why? Well, you don't see that that seed growing as fast as you want it, are you going to pull it up and dig it out? No. Are you going to speak kindly over it? Are you going to water it with good words? Are you, I mean, how deep are my roots? And Luke 6, Luke chapter 8, verse 6 says this, the plants withered because they had no moisture. That's huge. It needs moisture. Where does the moisture come from? The word, the word, the word. How does faith come? By word. Your faith has to be engaged in this because we don't see the growth that we want to. Like, I want assessment. I want more. What do we want? I want more love. I want more peace. I want more patience. I want more kindness. I want more goodness. That doesn't happen overnight. The, the, the get rich quick. <laughs> it takes time. It takes time. And thank God it does because it sticks. All everybody knows, we have plenty of examples of get rich. It don't last. Okay. Let's see what Matthew chapter 13, verse, oh my goodness. Uh, verses 20 through 21. He had their interpretation of this uh, soil number two. He who received the seed on stony uh, places... This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for only a while. No roots. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the world, immediately he stumbles. Trouble and persecution, persecution, persecution will come. The enemy will taunt us. 
Where's the growth? You can't see it. Things I just said. I thought you planted love. Man, you just washed the dishes for your wife, and all of a sudden she just said something bad at you. Oh, man. Everybody done that? If if that hasn't happened in your marriage, boy, man, that's interesting. (laughs) Because I've done it, probably received it and done it. I'm guilty of it. You better dig it up and check. That's no faith. You need faith. Let it go. He'll also, he does this with me a lot. He'll remind me of the law. Oh, you messed up once. You're guilty of it all now. No, 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 no. I have to use my faith. I got to let my roots grow deep. No. The Bible says, though I may stumble, I can get back up, right? God, what a good deal we have. I mean, it's awesome. No, and then I have to remind him, I'm under a new covenant of the Spirit. And I've been reminded of uh, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I just have to stop using the world systems. I've got to stop being offended. I've got to stop you know, being offended at correction. Soil number three. Matthew thirteen seven, The thorns. And some fell among thorns, And the thorns sprang up and choked them. The growth was choked out. And I was like, I'm trying to envision this. It may look like uh, you ever sowed something that you maybe shouldn't have or, uh, and you start to see a stock. Sometimes growth isn't what we expect. Or you've sowed into something and it's producing, uh, Satan comes as an angel of light. You'll sow and he'll he'll, he'll get you off the path. and get you sowing in something you shouldn't, and he'll, oh, look it, it's producing. And then all of a sudden, he'll get choked out. That's what he does. He's, he's masterful at that garbage. And you think, oh, he'll always, oh, just wait, just wait. And then he'll try to play the faith card. Oh, it'll come, it'll come. No, and then you'll know in your spirit, nah, no, that wasn't right. If the, the growth was choked out, grow a stock, but it didn't produce fruit. If the enemy can't get you out of the word, he'll try to distract us. Oh, I'm going to have to just skip. Holy smokes. Let's get the con- conclusion of that one. Uh, Matthew 13, 22 gives us a conclusion of the thorns. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word and becomes unfruitful. He distracts us through the worries of life or allowing the concerns of life to take the place of God. Yeah. Then we've got to go all the way back. Assessment. How did you receive the seed? is ultimately how you need to sow the seed. You gotta be broken. You gotta be cultivated. It needs to be worked up. It needs to be watered continually. And ultimately that means requires humility. You've gotta allow the correction to happen. You've gotta allow the maturity to take its place slow and steady, step by step, correction after correction. Man, Jessica and I have taken assessment. We, were, we look back at our first couple of years of our marriage, it was like, oh my God. I do never want that harvest again. I was immature, just disobedient, and just being a terrible husband. But we heard it before in the past from our other pastors. We always want to blame the other person. It doesn't work that way. You have control of your harvest. What are you sowing? What are you reaping? How are you watering? How are you speaking? How is your faith? Every one of these soils tells on us. Mark 4, 7 says it yielded no crop. 
It's the same as it becomes unfruitful. So, distracts us through the worries of life or allowing the concerns of life. So, who's God? Worry, doesn't, worry just creates another God is all it does. It takes God off the throne and it replaces him. And these gods come in other smaller forms. Anybody need provision, health, food, water, money, clothing? Who are you entrusting with that? Because your flesh ain't going to get it. Matthew 6, 8 says, he knows our needs before we ask him. Took me a while to get that. First few years of our marriage, I, I mean, I shouldn't say first few. I feel like I'm so mature. Uh, it took, man, I just, I knew how to work. Working three, four jobs. Even when I got here in, in uh, Montana, we moved here from Minnesota, I was working like three jobs. I was sleeping in a pickup, going from job to job. Even though we lived up in Shepherd. I was trying to be the God instead of allowing God to lead and direct me. Was it Psalms say that man um, creates plans and God directs them? I wasn't allowing God to direct me. I wasn't allowing him to show me how to sow and then trust and use his faith. I, oh, I'm the man. I got to put food on the table, so I'm going to work three or four jobs. Well, it's a bad harvest. Thank God there's grace and mercy, but I missed out on being a co-parent and raising up our kids. So we had some harvest there of undisciplined kids, and it showed up in, in uh, the church out there where you know, Lincoln was being, I mean, it shows up. It tells, your kids will tell on you. I mean, yay. <laughs> more, more time to repent. Oh, my goodness. Distracts us through the worries of life or, or allowing the concerns of life to take the place of God. Okay, I'm just going to have to skip. Yeah. Let's just skip all the way down to, uh, let's get to the fourth soil, the good soil. We'll end here, really short. 13.8, Matthew 13.8, New King James Version. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. We finally have a harvest. And I'm, I'm just assuming this is a good harvest because I'm, I mean, at 30, 60, 100 fold can go the other way too. Ugh, I don't want that. Matthew 13, thir- uh, 23 gives us the conclusion on this. Matthew 13, 23. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Here it is. We got to hear it. We got to learn it. And that doesn't take just wishful thinking. You're going to have to sit down at the master's feet and spend time with them. Get in the word. Lord, what do you say? How, do, how should I sow this divine seed? Because I've sowed flesh and I know what that looks like. So I need correction daily. I need your word to renew my mind daily. Uh, how, what, are the, what are the secrets? You ask a good gardener, you ask a good farmer, they got, they got the, the, the nitty-gritty on it. pH balances, all this stuff, how you should disc and how you should do all that. There's, they didn't just learn that overnight. They got it. They got it. They figured it out. They spent time. Do you, if you want a good harvest, you're going to have to spend time on how to get it. And think, it's, I'll be honest, and then we have the cheat codes. I call this in youth group all the time. We got the cheat codes. You just have to cultivate it. Work yourself up. Work, work it in you. Because you're hard ground at times. And the enemy will come and grab that seed and devour it and take off. You've got to allow it to get in you. 
There's something else here. Understanding, accept, hear it, accept it, and do it. Luke 8, verse 15 in the NIV. You guys don't have that. I like how the NIV said this. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear their word, retain it. Retain it. Uh, we talked about the, the bin. Let it go to rot. A seed ain't going to do nothing if you don't retain it and, and steward it well. And, by pres- and persevering produces a crop. Be careful what you say about it and what you do and how. Be careful what you say about it and do about it. That's what I wrote on there. Lots to be to go on there. I want to back us up real quick. This is kind of weird, but I want to back this up where this all started. Where uh, I got the title for tonight: Seed Time and Harvest uh, Grow Up. In that, in the third soil among the thorns, this is where the Lord hit me pretty hard. I'm just going to read it here. Now the ones that fell along thorns are those who when they have heard go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life. And in the way Luke said it is, and bring no fruit to maturity. I like how they, and I, that's actually the New King James Version. I want to bring fruit to maturity. We know all the other parables. There's going to be an accounting, not only here, but in the end to come. How did I steward this? How did I sow? These are, God gave us that seed and he's a very, very capitalist God. It's not addition. He wants multiplication. He's going to expect a harvest on what you did with it. And it kind of scares me a little, a little more reverent fear because in the end it says that um, it'll be all, whatever doesn't sustain the fire will be burned up. And it's crazy. It says that they'll suffer loss. How in the world are you going to be in heaven standing there and you're going to suffer loss? I think it's going to hurt a little bit. There'll be revelation. So it puts a little bit of reverent fear that, and that's why I have to label things just a little bit differently. And it helps. I think it was from women's. I, was, I got the cheat codes because I was there running sound with Michael and Jackie. And it was good. She's the daughter of the king. When you start labeling these gifts and talents, you take assessment, it changes the way you treat things, right? Give things title. If I start not looking at my wife, I mean, wife is a good title too. Well, I have a lot of things in here that says, oh, husbands, love your wives. That's good. But she's not just a wife. She's the daughter of the king. I mean, that's good stuff. So these, I know we have many gifts and talents in here, and you'll have to assess that. Those weren't God. Thank God he just didn't, he, he didn't sow seed and just scattered them. He sowed a seed to each and every one of us specifically, and he wants a return on that because that seed you couldn't find anywhere else. It had to be purchased as a, at a high price, a very high price. And I start looking at things in that, na- in that rat realm. I'm like, ooh, okay, Lord. No condemnation. Because it's the cheat codes again. Here's the seed, and now here's all the grace to do it. You don't get that anywhere else. Humans can't even make that up. So we have the grace to do it. Like I said, we've said before, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll chop it up a little bit. You ain't going to get a good harvest eating potato chips on the couch. I mean, there's times to eat potato chips. Thank God. I like chips. 
but the lawn doesn't get mowed. I don't have a good marriage. If I don't discipline my kids, I will have a terrible harvest. And then you're, and then you're always, and then Satan always like, well, you, you did things right. No, 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 it was the flesh, and I sinned, and I need to repent. My kids didn't happen by accident. I told that story, I just, you're bumbling through life. That's what I did, I bumbled through life in our first years of marriage, just, just being an undisciplined man. And it, it, I think I shared it in men's, because it's like an epiphany, you know how you get a revelation? Josh, you have five kids. Work your field. Like, although they're just gonna take off like rabbits and cats and terrorize the neighborhood. It's just poof. It's like, wake up, Josh. That's how the, and now I can either be offended by that or I can get after, okay. Because what is the, do, the revelation comes and then Satan wants to come in and ninja it. Oh, it's too late. It's too much work. It's way too much work. You can't save your marriage. You can't save that relationship. You can't fix your kids. Oh, thank God. He's a restorer. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. And now, Jessica, we're talking about, like, man, we, man, we're in such a good place in our marriage now. We're producing good fruit. I'm disciplining my kids. I'm teaching them the way that they should go. Oh, but it took me to humble myself and repent and admit, yeah, I didn't do that right, Lord. There has to be a repentance that happens with it. Otherwise, it's just a covering up. It's like, you know, just, just pull the rug over it. That don't work. Let's pray, and we'll end there. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit uh, revealing what we need to hear tonight. Lord, help us not to be offended by your truth. Help us to cultivate it and work it into our hearts. Lord, that we, we, we can produce a good harvest if we stay in line with your word because you, you're, you're true and you're faithful. There's no other ground. It's all sinking sand, but you're the rock. I can stand on it. I can trust in it. I can take it to the bank that your, your ways are higher than my ways, and they work. You knew this before the, 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 end, the beginning of time. So I thank you for the principles of seed time and harvest. Show us how to sow good seed Show us how to, uh, to work the appropriate fields. Show us how to water. Show us how to stay in faith with your word. Show us how to weed and prune, Lord. Lord, we just thank you so much for the renewing of our minds. Thank you for the, the light that you, and the joy and the grace that you bring with it, Lord, that we're not on our own, that we have you and we can do this with you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.